listening to We Watch Movies. I'm Ava. And I'm Jenna. And we watch movies! So this week we watched Stowaway, which is a new movie. Came out on Netflix. It stars um, Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, um, Shamir Anderson, and Daniel Day Kim. Um, and that's it because there's only four people in this cast because it's like super and lom, like you know, not like other movies. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I really liked the movie um, up until like the very end, but we're not gonna get into that just yet. Um, Let's see, Jenna, what were your initial reactions? I didn't like this movie until the end, so... <laughs> oh. I, oh. I guess that's just how this episode is gonna go. <laughs> I was really, really bored the entire time. Like, I tried. Really? I tried so hard. I Like, I didn't want to be bored, but I just- my brain was just like, whatever. I, I just- I couldn't bring myself to care. Are you not a space person? I mean, well, when you're put into a trolley problem, no, I'm not into space, I guess. Wouldn't want that to happen. But no, I like space movies. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. Like, Interstellar is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, space is not the issue here. It's the people in space. <laughs> um... <laughs> I this this movie was reminding me a lot of something I wrote in like writer's workshop in seventh grade. Um, I wrote it exclusively for the purpose of writing a bunch of characters and then killing them all. Um, <laughs> that sounds like something you would do. Yeah, um, but I think this story was a little bit more thought out. Um, <laughs> this movie had like no direction. I feel like they were like. How many ways can we say we're gonna kill this person and then find out more of us are gonna die? I don't know. That's See, I was movie. I was really interested because at first I thought they were gonna do like, oh, he's gonna be like a murderer stowaway and they're gonna have to run away from him and something. But then they didn't do that, which um, was interesting. But still, I I was like expecting the it to be like one of those things, kind of like I guess kind of like Alien where. You know, you're on this confined ship in the middle of nowhere, and you're trapped with something on the ship. I thought that was going to be the angle, but it wasn't, and I was really intrigued by that because I don't know. I feel like I feel like I haven't. I just haven't seen a movie that like did that. But I guess like you're right about the whole trolley problem situation. Um, but still, um, I thought it was interesting, and and the whole like. They, they they would come up with these issues that weren't, like, caused by, like, a, a an alien or a person that was coming to fight them. They were, like, caused by different interesting things. And then they had the whole, like, climbing part, which freaked me out. And I was so confused the whole time um, about the gravity situation, but I guess they explained that. Um, I mean, yeah, the the whole thing was kind of, like inconvenience ex machina but um i did i did think it was cool how they came up with a bunch of different things yeah i mean they definitely were able to come up with like interesting ideas of like how these people were going to get screwed over like they definitely like had good ideas and i especially liked how the stowaway was just like a normal guy <laughs> yeah you just like I, I forget how he like 
got up there, but I like how we were just like, uh, I'm really not supposed to be here. <laughs> this kind of yeah, sucks I mean, for me. I thought I thought he was sus the whole time. I was expecting him to like at some point be revealed to have been like doing it on purpose. Um, I feel like the naming it Stowaway was kind of off because I mean it wasn't really about the stowaway. I mean, it was about problems caused by the stowaway, but he wasn't really a stowaway anyways. He was an accidental stowaway, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I would have named it Oxygen, which um, that was the name of my story in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Oxygen would have been a better name for it. I know, right? It's just like, I have That so was the big ideas. thing of this movie. They didn't have Oxygen. Or, like, the movie title should have been, like, We Need More Oxygen or something. <laughs> we Need to Breathe. <laughs> the Need to Breathe. Netflix original. Algae, <laughs> um, save us. Algae, save us. Um, but, like, yeah, so, I don't know. It was kind of weird because I was expecting more to come of just the fact that he was a stowaway. But it, like, didn't. Um, I feel like there would have been, I don't know, maybe there would have been, like, some, like, more moral question if there, if there was, like, um, if the, the fourth person was supposed to be there, I guess, you know, like, if it wasn't an accident, it's like, oh, he doesn't deserve to be here, like, what if all of them deserve to, to be there, you know, and then there was more of, like, a question, um, but, Okay, so we're gonna get into more spoilery stuff. Um, I know we don't, like, put in spoiler warnings, like, half the time, but, like, you know. You know what I mean. Um, Take this concerted effort. <laughs> I was expecting, um, David to die the whole time. Yeah, I just, I felt so bad for David throughout the whole movie. He was a biologist, right? Yeah, or something guy? like that, yeah. And it's like so bad for him. I was like, dude, he's like lost everything. And I felt so bad for him the whole time and I was really expecting them to kill him. <laughs> um but like I mean there were they both had reasons to have to sacrifice themselves at the end, him and Zoe. Um cuz like he was the one who told Michael to kill himself. Which I feel like it would have been a fitting end for him to sacrifice himself to save Michael. Because um, I feel like those next two years are going to be really awkward between the two of them. Um, and then, you know, Zoe, she didn't really do much the whole time. And she did lose the other oxygen tank. Um, but also, that's kind of Daniel's fault. Or David's fault, <laughs> too. Because, because um, like, he's the one who separated the chain. And, I mean, if he was still connected to Zoe, then she wouldn't have been able to just drop it like that. Um, so it's also kind of his fault. Um, and I thought they were gonna kill David the whole time. Michael was kind of... Eh. I don't know. He... I, I There were many times that I wanted to kill him because he was just, like, annoying me. Um, and then, um... Uh, the, the commander, I felt like, would have been a good choice to die. But... I mean, I guess she just couldn't. Why do I feel like... <laughs> No, it's just, it's just, she just made up the idea that, like, she couldn't die because she was the commander, and she just made that up, and, like, NASA was like, any of you can die, but she was like, 
I'm just- and then she told them, like, Oh, yeah, I can't die, cause I'm the commander and y'all need me. Unfortunate- I wish- I wish I could go out there and kill myself for- for you meddling kids, but, um, but unfortunately, that's just not an option for me. Um, yeah, totally. It's gotta be one of you guys. My hands are tied. I feel like- <laughs> You know, I feel like that's kind of- what was secretly going on there. Like, I feel like if she wanted to sacrifice herself, she would have. Because, like, all those, like, the captain goes down with the ship or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like, what else did she do in this movie Movie other than, like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to this guy named Jim on Earth, and he's saying that we're all gonna die if we don't do something. Like, like yeah, that was it. Do much. I feel like that's all she did. Yeah, she, she did not do much. Also, I don't understand... I, I don't know the physics or not physics biology or whatever of like dying from radiation um, But I don't understand why she wasn't able to come back in was she just too radioactive to re-enter the, the ship I don't know they didn't really explain it or if they did I missed it like I mean like it was Believable that she couldn't go back into the ship or like there was no way for her to like get into the ship without like Irritating everyone else but like but she, she time, opened it, was, it like, to put the yeah. She op yeah, so like, I mean, she put the oxygen tank back in so she could still open the door. I mean, unless she just like- unless she knew that like she was just going to die, so she chose to just sit outside. But like, I feel like maybe if she had gotten in fast enough, maybe she could have survived? I don't know, they have like a whole infirmary and stuff. Like, I feel like there's no harm I mean, if she she's is still alive. If you're still alive, I feel like there's no harm in going inside. Unless unless it unless there is a reason. If you're a scientist and you're listening to this right now and you wanna like drop in the comments or something like why she couldn't come back inside, like definitely let us know because we're not scientists. Um <laughs> Yeah, so maybe maybe like if she went inside she would have like killed everybody else just from being there. But also I feel I have a sneaking suspicion that when she dies they're gonna bring her body back in. I don't know. I, like I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't. I don't get it. Also, me neither. Space um, is weird. Was there gravity like by centripetal force or something? Is that how they did it? Well, okay. First of all, centripetal force isn't a real thing. Well, what is the thing force. then? Centripetal force, like, isn't a real thing. Uh, okay, so what happens on the Polar Express ride at the fair? Huh? Centripetal force. I don't think it's a real thing. As someone who's taking AP Physics and really doesn't know anything, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been said that, like, it's not. <laughs> but, like, is that how they were- like, is that it, how they were doing The concept is real. But is that how they were doing, It's just not um, called centripetal force. But is that how they did Centripetal force in physics, a force that acts on a body moving in a circular path and is directed towards the center around which the body is moving. Dictionary.com says it's real. Anyways, um, is that how they were doing their gravity? 
possibly? Did, did it ever explain? Because they would be walking around and I'd be like, but shouldn't gravity be doing something? So I know they were spinning and it was- and I just didn't hear it. Cause I know it was spinning and they said that the gravity was thicker in the- or lesser in the middle. Which, like, when you have a planet, that's the opposite. So gravity gets stronger in the middle. Um... Right? You're the one taking AP Physics! You should know okay, this. Okay, well, we don't know everything! I still don't even know <laughs> if centripetal force is actually real or not! <laughs> Like, three steps away from emailing my teacher, like, please respond, is centripetal force real? <laughs> but, I mean... Okay, wait. Circular mo- Well, I guess it's not- Okay. Circular motion was a while ago. Or whatever you want to call it. Um... I mean, it's possible, like, the closer you get to the center of mass, the faster the, the object moves. So then I don't understand why the gravity was lesser in the middle. I don't get it, man. I really I really don't I don't get it. Um they didn't really explain the sciencey stuff that much, but it's better than them giving like a a, a bull explanation of stuff, you know, like, in, like, every sci-fi movie, when they just, like, throw the word quantum before something to make it sound scientific. <laughs> you know, and, and then, like, the... the quantum... physics... um... ology... remote. The quantum physiology remote. That, that... Then they would be like, that's how we, um, that's how we make things fly in the air. With the quantum physiology remote. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so, I, I mean, it's better than them just making something random up, because I feel like these things all exist, maybe? Or at least they, they seemed like they could exist. Like, I didn't have to suspend my disbelief much. Which was good. Um, I don't know, I really- I mean, I like ensemble cast movies, but I also like small cast movies and stuff where, like, I mean, not Malcolm and Marie, but, like, things where you can, um, really dig into, like, the characters and, like, the problem at hand without having to, like, pull in a lot of extra stuff. Yeah, like, I- I do like when a movie, like, really focuses on its characters and, like, Let's me like like them and everything. But I, I didn't like the characters in this movie. I didn't really feel a reason to. I mean I felt bad for them in the situation they were in and like I think they definitely like behaved like like humans. That 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 sounded mm -hmm. weird, but I, I think you get what I mean. But at the same time I just like I, I didn't care. I was like, this is really unfortunate, you guys, but oh well. I mean, I- I did- I- I did like some of them. I feel like Michael was 
they tried to shove too many sob stories into his character. We didn't get that many sob stories from the other ones. But I feel like they were doing that just because they didn't want the audience to be like, No, just kill him! They wanted us to feel bad for him. Um, I still think he's sus. I feel like there's- Yeah, I mean, who knows what happened to him after Anna Kendrick died, like... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like- I'm just thinking, like... Well, my first pro- my first question is, how did he get in that, like, ceiling panel or whatever, and how did he end up so well hidden in that ceiling panel that nobody could find him? And was just, the that vent. was just an accident. Who- who- who drilled it back up? He was in the vents. Michael Suss. <gasps> oh my god, I saw Michael Vent! <laughs> <laughs> um... They should have no, made like, this movie more like Among Us. Oh my god. They should just make an Among Us video. Or movie, sorry. Um, what if that's what but, they were trying to go for? By calling it <laughs> Stowaway? What if they were like trying to market it so p- more people think it's like Among Us? They should have called it Imposture. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? They were just trying to release this before somebody else released that. Um... <laughs> But no, it just- because she had to unscrew that ceiling panel. First of all, second of all, there was no blood on the ceiling, but there was blood dripping out of it, so I don't know how she even saw that. But she had to unscrew the ceiling panel, and I'm just wondering, who is the- the D-word who screwed in the panel? And how was he unconscious and bleeding for, like, more than 12 hours and still alive? And, like... I don't know, and like, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't really make sense, and I feel like if you're launching a two-year trip into space, you would go through and make sure that there's nothing weird about it. Also, I feel like if you were launching a two-year trip into space, you would pack that whole freaking ship with a ton of extra, of extra oxygen. Because there are all so many problems that can happen in space, you know, and you can't just like... I mean, you can go- you- you can only go three minutes without oxygen, so there should- they should have stocked it with, like, at least enough oxygen for, like, one to two more people. Not that there was gonna be one to two more people on that ship, but they should have stocked it with more. I don't know. Yeah. It just all seemed very preventable. Jim in Mission Control is just like- there's this one big piece of, like, technology or whatever, and, like, once that thing went, they were like, oh, well, we're screwed, and it's like, so, like, you don't have a backup or, like, any way of fixing it? It's just like, well, guys, if this thing goes, you're all dead, and they were just like, okay, yeah, sure, that's reasonable. Like, there was nothing they could have engineered in as a failsafe. Or they should have just had a second one, because you know how easily they removed that out of there? They just add- and I know, I know weight is a big thing with fuel or whatever. And, like, I get it. But I'm pretty sure they could have just put more fuel on or something. Again, I don't know how rockets work. But I feel like they can make some sort of exception to make it a little bit heavier. You know? If it was- if it had enough fuel... For it to be able to travel with an entire grown freaking man, okay, extra. They could have, they could have, 
They could have they could have added some extra oxygen tanks or something. And oxygen isn't even heavy. Like what? You're, I mean, the metal is heavy, sure, but the oxygen inside that's not heavy, right? I don't know if it has to be like pressurized or anything. Mm. Would that make it heavy? I don't know. Might make it more dangerous though if you shoot it out into space. Also, it's like I don't understand. <laughs> if they had like, uh, um, if they made a way to make artificial gravity that worked like planet gravity, and not like um, whatever the frick their gravity was, um, then things wouldn't have been able to fall off the edge into the endless vacuum of space because it would have just fallen back onto them if they dropped it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, criticizing all of this, like, rocket science and everything, and I haven't even taken a physics class yet. Meanwhile, I've taken a <laughs> physics class, and I still couldn't tell you how any of this works. I'm like, well, couldn't they have just... And there's probably, like... If a, if a rocket scientist is listening to this, I am so sorry... Because I don't know what the frick I'm talking about, okay? And, like, you're probably- I'm probably like, Oh, you could've just done this! And you're probably sitting there like, No. No, that- that- that's not how this works. Um... Okay, well, but also imagine- too, Like, we're two oh, yeah. ordinary viewers. And it's mm -hmm. like- But we still have, like, all of these questions and everything that, like, are kind of distracting. Like, instead of, like, talking about the actual movie, or, like, talking about all of these different, like, details that they didn't really explain. So, mm -hmm. I think it, if they had just given us, like, an explanation, even if it's, like, kind of wrong, like, you can condescend to us. Just tell us things about space. We don't really know how it works. You know? Yeah. Also, they didn't, like, I mean, I know that the, the tank was leaking... But like, how much? How fast was it leaking? Cause the 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 storm was only gonna last a couple of hours. I don't know how fast it was leaking. It's like, I don't know. If you have like a leaky tire, doesn't it take a while for it to to flatten? Still, you know. I feel like they could have waited a little bit longer. I don't know. But yeah, I do agree with your thing about explanations, because I wouldn't be so confused right now. Um, I would have liked to know what w exactly was killing her at the end. I would have liked to know what exactly was the deal with the algae, and why he had to cut up all his, like, bushes or whatever. I would have liked to know these things. I didn't need to know that Michael was in an apartment fire. And I felt like that was rather, like presumptuous of him or whatever because she was just like sewing up his stitches and he's just like you're obviously looking at my chest and the scars so you're I mean, obviously interested okay but like i don't know he barely knew this woman okay but another and another thing is just like imagine being on a rocket for two years with the same people Like, it'd be one thing if I could, like, choose the people on that rocket, but, like, with, like, people, like, you really only know, like, well, okay, like, you don't have, like, a job beyond the channel, right? 
Yeah. So, like, Correct. I'm just imagining, like, being in a rocket with my co-workers. Not saying anything bad about my co-workers, but just, like, imagining, like, a workplace environment for two years in a confined space. In space. Like, that, that's just a weird relationship, you know? They also didn't explain much about, like, what they were actually gonna do on Mars. And also, they didn't explain why... Um, or, like, how getting to Mars would have, like, helped. Like, did they have supplies on Mars? Like, did they have more fuel and more oxygen on Mars? Was- is there oxygen even on Mars? Like, is that- is that why they were just, like, trying to get to Mars? Cause, like, I mean, if they have enough fuel to drive all the way there and drive all the way back, why couldn't they have turned around? They didn't explain that. They didn't say why they couldn't have turned around or they couldn't have stopped for a little bit and just have people send up some oxygen and some fuel, you know? Like, just basic things. Like, these basic questions. I don't understand how rockets work. Um. Anyways. Um. The, the one, see, see this, see, the problem I had with the ending of this movie, like I mentioned before, was, see, I know you said that being condescending is not bad when you're trying to explain to us to make sure that we understand the basic scientific foundations of the story. Um, but, dear filmmakers, the... I feel like... If, you're, if you are putting foreshadowing into your story that is to be realized at the end of the movie... The people who are gonna get it and appreciate it are gonna get it, and the people who need you to point it out are probably not gonna appreciate it that much. So when you decide to end your entire movie on a zinger that is basically like, oh, remember this earlier? That was foreshadowing. <laughs> it makes me respect the foreshadowing way less. Like, way less. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. Because a lot of this movie is built on, like, tension, and it, like, is this the thing that's gonna go bad for the characters? And I'm not saying that that's, like, a bad thing to do, but by trying to make a movie, like, so, like, edge-of-your-seat thrilling kind of made it boring, because I was like, oh, like, it kind of just got predictable, like, either a bad thing's gonna happen to all the characters, or it's not gonna go bad. And by, like, some point in the movie, I didn't really care anymore. Like, I don't know if that makes well, any sense, but, like, I was just... Like, everything around this movie started going for, like, oh, like, something bad is gonna happen. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. Well, you mentioned earlier you liked the ending. I just, I just really didn't like how they had, like... How they felt the need to, to to point it out with a little bit of um, narration at the end, which was just really jarring and annoying to me. But you said you liked the ending, and I want to know why. Okay, so just to be clear, I liked the ending until they threw back that bit from the beginning at the news broadcast when she was like, I think this like trip is a good way to give my life purpose. That was unnecessary, and I really disliked that. That was... Okay. Like, that part, like, I, I liked the ending except for that. That just made me really mad and I just shut my computer and went to bed. But that that made me mad. <laughs> Thank you. Did not like that. That was unnecessary. 
had like it's like yeah her life had meaning you know like the end of her life but like it just like it wasn't necessary to i think like what the movie was maybe trying to go for it just i feel like it would have been a lot more poignant to end on the shot of her looking to mars and like dying like i i feel like that would have been a whole lot better than it be like yeah my life has meaning because i died like okay but like <sighs> didn't put the movie into the right perspective for me but i did like I don't know, I'm a big fan of, like, movies, like, when they are in shuttles, like, seeing, like, the places in space that they're going and, like, having that, like, huge, like, open emptiness of a void around them, like, I just think those parts of, like, space movies are the best, like, when they look out windows, that's what I like the most, so when they were, like, going on, I forget what it's called now, but, like, on the tether the tether that's what it's called like, uh -huh. I, I really liked that and it felt like the movie finally had direction beyond like something bad is gonna happen like so yeah that's why i liked the ending but i can see why yeah things definitely it. started to yeah um things definitely started to pick up when they went on the tether um personally space freaks me out a lot like when we were in geophysical in freshman year and she, she, our teacher showed us, like, this video where it was like, this is Earth. This is Earth compared to the solar system, compared to the sun, compared to the blah, 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 blah. It just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. That freaked me out. That was so scary. And, like, I remember, like, sometimes, have you ever just, like, laid on a hill in the summer at night and just looked at the sky and then just thought about the fact that if gravity just decided to reverse, you would just fall into an abyss of nothing. And then you just wouldn't stop. And you would just, just fall into this endless void of nothing. Or like, if you just, if suddenly the earth just vanished, you would just be like in a pit of blackness and you wouldn't be able to do anything about it and you would just be floating and then you would and then you would be like in nothing and then but there's still these like massive things around you but they're so far away that it's nothing and you're just like there and it's just like a whole lot of nothing that freaks me out yeah and you see i wish they capitalized on that in this movie because that would have been terrifying to me because they kind of like poked at that with a lot of the conversations of like oh there's so few like layers between us and space and then they actually had to go out and everything and the fact that like they were asphyxiating and everything like they kind of like got to that fear but at the same time it was kind of bogged down by a lot of like oh are we gonna kill this guy i was like no get back to the space stuff we can do that other stuff like the, the the murder stuff anywhere like prioritize on the fact that you're in space like you can still have all the oxygen problems like on earth albeit maybe a little harder to explain but i i don't know i wish they had done more with like that fear of being like in space yeah i i never went through an astronaut phase because of it like i never i mm, I don't like the idea of, like, losing control of your environment or whatever, I guess, is, like, a good way to put it. And then so if you're just leaving 
earth to go into like a vast nothing where you have nothing to sustain you except for this little dinky metal thing in the sky. It just doesn't appeal to me, and I know it appeals to a lot of people, because, like, every every kid in school is either like, I want to be a princess, or I want to be Batman, or I want to be an astronaut. Um, and I feel like those are the three options when you're in kindergarten. Um, oh, and I want to be president, that's another thing. <laughs> um, I went through a president phase, just not an astronaut phase. I would vote um, for And president. I don't think I... <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> that would be so bad. I would like, I don't know, what would I do as president? I have no idea what I would do as president. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I, maybe I would just like make college free. <laughs> yep, you got my vote. I would like, I don't know, give everybody the right to live. <laughs> um, and like, Make sure everybody earns enough money to live. But, like, yeah, anyways. Um, I'm not gonna be president, so. Um, but no, yeah, I never went through my astronaut phase for that specific reason. Um, but, like, beyond even that, I did, I did really... I was expecting when David gave him the lethal injection, I was expecting Michael to turn out to be sus and go inject David. And I thought it was going to pick up there and be like, a, oh, Michael's sus or something. But then, like, Michael wouldn't tell them or something. And then they would just think that David killed himself. And then, like... And then it could go from there. It would be like Among Us, and that would have been so good. Yeah, um, I would have, like if that would have happened, I would. I probably would have like screamed and just like been so focused on this movie because I would have been like, "Okay, you went there." That or like David flipping his lid and like ending Michael, and then um, the two other crewmates being like, "Hmm." Um, what do we do with you now? And he's like, guys, I solved the problem. And they're like, but you killed him! What do we do with you now? Um, something like that. I feel like that would have been an interesting kind of situation to think about. Um, I don't know. I, you know I do think that... Think about? What? You know what's interesting to think about? Tell me. This whole movie wouldn't have happened if like that guy's body had just like fallen out when it did and they they just like flushed him out the airlock without telling anyone without looking to see if he was alive like you can just convince yourself he was dead the whole time no one's gonna find his body in space live the rest of your lives Maybe if they just didn't try as hard to save him. Because like I said, he was up there bleeding for like over 12 hours. And she was shocked that he was still alive. So what if she just like was like, oops, I I didn't stitch him up fast enough. Oh no. Unfortunate. And then they, I don't know, just like pooped him out the airlock. Something like that. Um, that pesky, pesky Hippocratic oath. 
But no, I, um, well, actually, no, it wouldn't be doing harm. It would just be doing less good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be doing harm. You just, you wouldn't be doing good. It's like that whole thing of, like, it w is withholding the truth a lie? So is withholding your help harm? Again, mm -hmm. this movie is literally just a trolley problem in space, minus the trolley. Because if withholding your help is harm, then she would be violating the Hippocratic Oath if she didn't go out and kill herself. <laughs> So, hmm, that is an interesting thought. Yeah, okay, so if there are any rocket um, scientists or doctors listening to this, <laughs> we want your feedback. Yeah, we just want people to tell us um, so that we're not as stupid in, like, our day-to-day -day lives, because I feel like these are things that we should learn about. Um, <laughs> we're trying to learn from film. Yeah. Um... Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Um, another way that Michael could have been, like, the imposter would be, like, when they were out on their tethers if he had killed the commander. I was and honestly then expecting her to kill him. And then, like, when, when Zoe and David get back, the commander is just dead, and they can't find Michael. And He's they're like, the what do we... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like, I don't know, I feel like that would have been really cool. I just, I was expecting him to turn on them so bad the whole time. I just, it could have, it could have been so much more suspenseful. And I don't think that's the genre they were necessarily going for. Because that would have been more like a horror movie. Um, but I don't know, that would be like... It would be, like, the contrast between, like, the the vast, empty nothingness outside and then, like, the the tiny, confined space with, like, a murderer on the inside. Yeah, like, it, there was definitely places they could have gone because the, this movie got a little formulaic and it didn't really break out of whatever it was doing. And... While I appreciated that they didn't, like, do anything, like, suspicious and everybody, like, didn't necessarily want to kill anyone, at the same time, I mean, murder does put a little spice into life in your movie. <laughs> and I Add think a little spice into your life. Of this movie <laughs> with one of us side. Yeah. And my favorite homemade spice, homicide. <laughs> Um, but right next no, to the but cinnamon. I mean, <laughs> um, storytelling-wise, it was better than my seventh grade story because, well, the majority of my seventh grade story didn't actually take place in space, um, because most of it was expo exposition, and then they went into space, and it was like, oh, they're floating, oh, look, he did a flip, <laughs> and then there was this one part where it's like, oh my gosh! It's the ship's gonna explode, and then and then two two like the characters woke up, and two of the two main characters, well the two mainer characters, uh, ran to the airlock or whatever, 
and they were gonna run out of time and then the door closed too fast for the other two characters and then they were trapped in the ship when it exploded and the other two characters were just kind of floating in space and then and then um and then one of them got hit by a space rock and his helmet like broke and so he started like losing oxygen the other guy was like holding the hole trying to keep it in right and he's like no i don't want you to die you're my best friend and then he was like hmm, i want pizza <laughs> um it was i was trying to be cute and call back to like the past because they had a moment when they were kids and it was like about pizza and then uh, but it it didn't go over well and then that guy dies and then this one and then the main character is just floating in space and then like and then, like, he hallucinates or something and sees this ship with an arm reaching out and the arm has the same tattoo that all four of them got as, like, a matching tattoo thing. And it's, like, hmm, ambiguous ending. And I thought I was so cool. Um, <laughs> Sounds more like a soulmate AU. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, at least, at least this story wasn't that. If this yeah. podcast episode gets a thousand likes, we should do a dramatic reading of your story. Oh, I have so many things we could do a dramatic reading of. Oh my god, I, I thought I was too. like a novelist in fifth grade. Me too. Oh my gosh, I wrote one time for Christmas, I wrote a story for a friend because I didn't know what to get him. The story is called One Emo Fish, and it's, I wrote it in, like, eighth grade or something. Um, it is, um, I, I don't remember how many innuendos I put in it, to be honest. Um, but it's about an emo fish. And, um... I believe it was an anglerfish. It was based on the whole, like, thing where male anglerfish's, um, digestive systems, like, deteriorate as they get older. So in order to survive, they need to, like, fuse onto a woman's, or, like, to, um, an anglerfish, like, a female one. And then the female, whenever she's ready to get pregnant, she just has a bunch of guys on standby that are, like, fused to her body. Um, and so it moves, like, this one fish was emo and he didn't want to like he didn't want to go be with a woman but then he was like you know what i don't care anymore and then he went and fused on two um uh i described the fi- the fish was a victoria secret model um i was very witty at the time and yeah so that that's that's another story i wrote in middle school in sixth grade, this is like around the time I started like writing stories. I remember because we had to do like thirty minutes of writing every day. Mm-hmm. So for my thirty minutes, I would sit down and I would write this story about these two fish, and it was it was very bad. But at the time, I was like, "This is my masterpiece. If I die oh my now, God. this will be my greatest <laughs> contribution." And I remember, like, when I, like, first found that, like, notebook again, because I held on to it, because I was like, someday this will be funny. I was so tempted to just throw it into a fire, 
<laughs> I was, um, for, in like fifth grade, I had this pencil case that had, um, a bunch of, like, multicolored lizards on it. And so I decided to make a, um, kind of like an MCU, but not the MCU, um, but like a, a universe of different stories, um, uh, and it started with Teal's tail, and it was about a, um, a lizard who had a really pretty tail, and he was like, hey, 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 look at my tail, and then a wizard says, no tail, and then the, the wizard takes away his tail, and then he's like, me, I want my tail back, and then the wizard's like, okay, you learned how to be nice, here's your tail back. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was about lizards and wizards, um, and then... I don't know if I still have no. Those are those are those were handwritten, but I had so many because I had there were a bunch of different sound, like lizards on this pencil case, and I I used a bunch of them, and they all had different names and different stories, and so I developed a universe based off of my pencil case. That's honestly better than like half the stuff I was doing. <laughs> Okay, but you're not but reading like, them. The phrase lizards and wizards has such power. Like, do you realize, like, how great in, that sounds? In fourth grade, I wrote a story called Aztec Adventure about these two kids who were, like, probably my age, um, which was, like, 11 or something. And basically, the story is they, like, get on a bus and they go to, they go to, like, an ancient Aztec civilization on a bus, and then they go, like, do a bunch of Indiana Jones-esque, um, stunts and stuff, and then they, like, find treasure or something. <laughs> um, and I was really sad because I turned it in, and it was fourth grade, and I turned it in, and I got a three plus. And I wanted a four plus. Because they hyped up four pluses. They were like, four pluses are so incredibly hard to get and I was like this is my masterwork it's gonna get me the four plus and then I got it back and he gave me a three plus and I was so devastated <laughs> based on this, this like writing that had nothing to do with any like actual Aztec history it was just like I just liked the alliteration and yeah <laughs> yeah I <laughs> I recently I was going back through my Google Drive and I was getting rid of like some things where I had written like one paragraph and then never went back and finished it and it, it was a trip to be going back through like all these different stories like I remember what they were and they've developed in my head which is like the fact that like what little I wrote I was like oh god why did I ever think this was good oh my god were you in oh, when was it I feel like it was Latin last year at one point. Um, I I had I went back into my writing and there was this one piece I wrote in like sixth grade, um, with all sorts of different um planets and they were a bunch of different like representatives from the planets and like one of them I made up its own language for. And it's just gibberish. <laughs> and it's like, so, it's, it, um, it's like, the, it's, 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 it's the, the funniest thing that I've ever written in my life. Um, I wonder if I can find it, actually. I 
you know, when we first started talking about this and you were talking about your story set in space where everybody mm-hmm. died, I had yeah. a strange memory of you pulling up something <laughs> on your computer that had, like, planets <laughs> in it. And I was like, where is this memory coming from? I don't know if this is real <laughs> or not. But I do remember oh, that. I do. I found it. I found it. Um, I made up I made up different planets and everything. It's called The Chosen Ten. Um, prologue. In the year 200 million, <laughs> an intergalactic kingdom was formed out of the final ten planets in the galaxy. These planets survived the largest battle between all of the planets in the Milky Way galaxy. Finally, after a hundred years of fear, ten planets survived. In triumph, all ten planets signed a peace treaty between each other to stop the war and gain back their large population numbers by expanding onto other planets that were abandoned during the battle. These planets are too dangerous, so each year they send one person from each planet ages 10 to 20 and sends them to an unexplored planet to survive either with or against each other and i made up a bunch of a bunch of different um uh planets and um um this is the one that's just um (laughs) 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 the gibberish um the planet alexia it's like Gulasic Fruterpogo Fit Sun AJ said Likonsu Drift Gert Onif Hip Gizd Kig Thy Head Fro Alexia Blongi Which means greetings today is a very grim day. Likonsu will be one of our new homes for long. Dear Alexia, please bless us. This is a uh, It's just Um, if y'all want like a a dramatic reading of that story instead, because that one's way more entertaining. Um, comment down below. It's pretty great. Yeah, I I mean if you do that, I feel like I have to pay tribute and rip something out of my files. <laughs> um I don't think yeah, I have Jenna and of I... that entertaining quality, though. It's just bad angst. <laughs> see, see, Jenna and I are um, are working on something pretty cool for you guys, um, and maybe maybe we can um, test the waters of our like project by giving you um, just a. Uh, we'll start by just giving you a dramatic reading of my piece the chosen 10 grammar problems and all from fifth grade oh oh by the way it ends in the middle of the word the i didn't even put the e (laughs) it just it has a sentence and then the sentence ends and it starts with th and then it ends so yeah by the way i'm pretty sure one of these um characters goes yay I'm gonna murder people. <laughs> oh my god! Like very aggressive. Um. Uh. Yeah. It. Uh, I. I like to think that I have improved since then. I hope. <laughs> um. Anyways, how did we get on this tangent? I think you were talking about how Stowaway was 
better written than the thing that you wrote. I'm not sure if there was oh, like, yeah. a but or like another part of that sentence that you just never got around to, but that's where we were. No, yeah, um, just I just wanted to point out the fact that, you know, writers for Hollywood are, um, are actually better than, um, me in seventh grade. Um, which is like, wow, because I was absolutely amazing in seventh grade, as you can tell, even though that last piece I just read was fifth grade. No, sixth grade, actually. So, not, not much change, I guess, there. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, I just wanted to, like, give some kudos to the movie, because I thought, I thought just generally, compared to a lot of things that we've watched, it was pretty well written. Um, I didn't have a lot of problems with the writing until they put the voiceover in in the end. Which I don't even know if that's a writing thing. That bothered me so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, th I think, I think... I liked this movie. I did. I enjoyed it. It got like a 75 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. So I, I think it's I good. Expected it's definitely it to be a little lower. I expected it to, but like I enjoyed it. So if it had gotten lower, I would have gotten mad about it. Makes sense. Um, it would have been better if there was murder, but that applies to most things. So murder can fix um, everything. That's a joke. And I'm mostly referring to writing. Yeah. I started a piece of writing a couple years ago where my entire intention was just to kill everybody. I do that a lot. Sometimes when I get bored, I just write characters to kill them. I mean, that's not the worst writing uh, practice I just that I've heard of. I... It's not, like, it's just, those scenes aren't boring, because, like, you're writing the characters in, like, their most raw and emotional form, because either they're doing the killing or they're doing the dying, you know? And, like, it's, it's, like, it, it's, I mean, people are like, oh, write a, write a character eating breakfast to help you character development. Like, no, write your character dying. What would your character say on his deathbed? Okay, or what would your character say when she's murdering somebody? Like, th this is- I feel like that's just something, um, better to think about when you're developing a character than, like, yeah, no one how they like, hold their spoon. Breakfast. Like, oh, make sure you know, like, different quirks about your character. Like, your character, you should know how they hold their spoon when they eat their cereal. No, you don't. Maybe- Maybe you should know- like what their murder weapon is. I feel like that could tell more more about a character. Is it bad <laughs> that I probably do know what a lot of my characters would use as a murder weapon? I feel like you should though. Like if your character was thrown into the Hunger Games, which weapon would they choose? Which like it just think about your character and like which weapon would they choose if you threw them into the Hunger Games? Which is actually something I did. I, I threw a bunch of characters into the Hunger Games. Um Yeah, you see, like that's is something that would be interesting for you to write that also helps you like develop your story. Yeah, like if you ever just get bored, just like take your characters and put them in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um and then and then don't write all the boring stuff, just write their death scenes. <laughs> That's what most people do with, like, the Hunger Games simulators anyway. I love those Hunger Games simulators. They're great. Yeah.
I did one. I did. I did so many a couple years ago. Like every club During I was in, during the pandemic, I, I knew would, who would survive. Like group thing, once a mm -hmm. week, and we started a tradition yeah. where every week end with a Hunger Games simulator with all of us in it. Yeah, I don't think I ever won. If we ever do like live streams on this channel, we could do that. That'd be fun. Um, or even just a video. Ooh. Oh, by the way, guys, sorry I didn't get a video up this weekend. Um, I was doing an Oscars thing, but then also I had the SATs, and also the Oscars were really late. Um, and also, I don't think I had very good reactions to most of them. Not that I didn't agree with them, it's just that a lot of them came up as the movies I hadn't seen in the category. Um, so I wasn't very, like interested except for the end i was just mad but i was also really tired and like a lot of things went down um i i if you guys want that video i can still upload it this weekend i can edit it um but anyways um this has been a great episode i think you learned a lot about us as people <laughs> um i if you liked it Leave a like and comment down below about any thoughts. Um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. You can find those handles in the description. Um, you can listen to this podcast on most platforms where you can listen to podcasts. Um, and yeah, we'll be here next week. Um, we'll probably have a video up this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, Jenna, anything to add? Okay, so I just want to add one more note to that centripetal force, centrifugal force conversation we had. So... I, I got it mixed up a little bit. Centripetal force is the real force. It's the force that you need to move something in a circle. Centrifugal force is the one that is technically, it's a real force, but it's an inertial force. So it's not like it's an external force. It's that something has caused it to in like inside of itself to keep moving. So I think in the context of this movie, because it was still spinning, already i think that's centrifugal force but when it was initially caused to spin i think that was like the centripetal force acting on it rewatch that clip and take a shot every time jenna says force don't do that that would be bad for your health <laughs> okay bye <laughs>